cut to the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? If you're drowning and I throw you a life jacket, would you grab it? Yes, good. Pick up 200 shares, I won't let you down. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Ask him how they'd like to see 30, 40% returns. What are they gonna say? No? I don't want to see those returns. Where's the money, Lebowski? You're going to make a lot of money, right? Be aggressive. Learn how to push. Show them a 3% return, and I'll trust you to watch his kids for the weekend. I'm a big fan of money. Move around. Motion creates emotion. I did not know this. That's it. I'm done. Welcome to Big Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Allen. Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures down 50. Yeah, fitty after being up a bunch yesterday. NASDAQ futures down 178, so we're down about uh, two-thirds of what we were up yesterday. We had a nice rally yesterday off last week's lousy week, and now we're heading right back the other way today. I can't say as I expected this. I thought we'd make it two days out of it, but uh, good news is I we did had a, we had had ourselves set up, uh, my clients, I had them set up for a little bit of a rally yesterday, uh, you know, protected, but we were we rolled everything down, so we were good to the upside and had a real nice day, and we did adjust some, so we rolled puts up and uh, rolled calls, some calls out for credits, so we should be okay today. Not a winning day, but uh, if it stays here, but uh, certainly not as much as losses we made yesterday, which is a, uh, can't have it both ways, Matt, as they say, you know. Uh, Absolutely. But uh, individual stacks, we had Tesla down 14. We had virtually every stack in the Dow. Matter of fact, every stack in the Dow that is trading is down, uh, which is kind of strange. Microsoft down 427, so uh, uh, Bitcoin which seems to be, I don't know which one's leading, but it's down almost 600 bucks, 20433 so it's down from where it was yesterday. And uh, we got all kinds of people here. We're talking about uh, uh, Mercedes trucks saying that they're facing enormous supply chain pressure. We have Mr. Kevin? You do. What's up, buddy? What happened to our guys yesterday? I, I can't am. Score. You can call me Mr. Supply Chain Pressure. How's that? Yeah, well, how come our guys can't hit all of a sudden? Which guys can't hit? The Irish. Oh, the, the Irish? They couldn't hit, but they, you know, also after a long, a long run of being uh, really solid on defense, they had a uh, last two games. They had meltdown innings that cost them. Um, yeah, sort of like the uh, White Sox. Are they, if that if that kid gets picked off first base again tonight, when he's not even stealing because he's got a bad groin, are they going to find him or something, or fire him or something, or do some of them? No, I, I think right now uh, he, he he keeps getting picked off, and they keep winning. Um, talking about Tim Anderson on the White Sox. So uh, I, I think it's a formula, and I think you have to stick to it. Yeah, but they had to pay f- play four extra innings last night because of him. Oh, well, <laughs> whatever it takes, Tom, whatever it takes. I, I guess. Uh, I, I, I'm wondering, is he, is he becoming uncoachable? Is he in love with himself or what? No, I don't think so. I don't you, know, think so. you know the team better than me. I just Something's weird there. Well, no, because he's he's never you know been anything that resembled a bad guy or anything. No, like no, that. I, I, I didn't you know. He's um, Tim Anderson is you know he's boisterous. He's uh, you know he's he's kind of a, a ringleader on that team. Now you know I I don't know if that translates to leader. Sometimes ringleader does. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, he's really important to them, though. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He's a, he's a big spark for them. So. Uh, yeah, let's you know. Let's just say he came back. He's a little rusty on the bases, and um, uh, and, and he, he can get his act together on that. I, I am sure. Uh, you know, one time you say, "Eh, you know, uh, uh, I got I got caught. Not not that big a deal. I just had uh, 
um, a brain cramp, but two in a row says, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta reexamine what I'm doing out there." Yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's different if you're if you're going, but I can't believe he, after coming off the IL with a groin injury, that he has any t- intention of stealing. Well, it's it's entirely possible, and I didn't see the pick on the first of them. I saw last night's. Um, <laughs> it's entire po- entirely possible that if he's not uh, running full speed, that he's trying to get an extra uh, step or two on the jump. Well, the first night he went back standing up okay. and, and just and just walked off the bag. Okay, well, okay. It's, it's just bad form. Yeah. But, yeah, last night he uh, just strayed too far off the base. And, you know, you have you have to wonder if maybe he's just trying to get an extra step or two because he doesn't, you know, he's not he's not running like he did before well, he was possible. Well, you're right. They, they, they did end up winning. But, it, but if, let's put it this way. If you and I were at the game, we wouldn't have still been there. I think I... I dozed off in the ninth inning. When was that? Ten thirty. I, I dozed off before the final rally. So yeah, I mean, I, I only know I only know about it from this morning. Well, uh, what do you, we? Uh, I don't know if this we're just winging excuses and stuff at at, at, at people, Kevin. In a way, and I'm talking. They're talking about one of the beaches in uh, I think it's Evanston or someplace up there. They don't have lifeguards, so they're not going to have the beach open like all summer. And they've got, I think they said they had four beaches. I wasn't paying total attention. Now, does that mean we fire a quarter to people in the administration? Or they they still keep getting paid? I mean, what, do you, what do you think? I think I think we need some some adult management here, and I think we need to get a stick or something. I don't know. I don't know if your if your management skills involve like a stick or something. But these people got somebody needs to wake up. Or what was the commercial? Was it Aquavelva cold slap in the face? No, yeah, you're... I'm thinking fry pan upside the head. Well, that's you know that, that too. Not one of those cast iron ones. Those things could leave a mark. But uh, plus, it would take some really strong person to wing one of those at somebody. But um, that's true. Although you can buy them in different sizes, so you, know, you, don't, you don't have to overload. That's, that's true. But I mean, I, I, we lost all common sense. I mean, uh, I, I I wonder if we have. I don't. Maybe some some morning. Do you think somebody's going to wake up in this state every single? Well, not every single day, but. We have some expressway closed because we're scraping bodies off the... Do you think it would make more sense to have these people stopping people going 100 miles an hour before they kill themselves than to close places afterward and clean the bodies up? Is there, is there any thought to that at all? Well, I... <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know what to tell you, Tom. The, uh, you know, I've, I've managed departments that you know that had uh, I, I think I've mentioned this before you know one of the ways I made a living was taking over these uh, uh, you know poor performing departments at different uh, at different banks well and businesses in general and and getting them turned around and stable and then and then actual forward thinking and, and creative and and make them you know real contributors and it, it, it when when you first start out I mean the it is. It's a series of, you know, what is wrong today. So you have this idea that you're going to work an agenda and you're going to move everything forward and you have a vision for where it's all going and it might take 18 months, it might take you two years, whatever it takes, but you're going to get there. And then you keep getting sidetracked because everything keeps blowing up. But, yeah, every time something blows up, you start thinking, okay, how can I make sure this this doesn't, doesn't keep happening? Um you know how how can I close that hole? And eventually, if you start, you know, if, you, if you're constantly working to to plug each leak and uh, um, and, and 
take care of things, then you actually start to get it stabilized and under control. It's a step-by-step basis. But do you think, do you see a governor with the vision and the persistence to do that? Do you see a mayor with the vision and the persistence to do that? I don't think so. Do, do, do they have, this is kind of on my light theme lately, um, I say light because it doesn't deserve being a heavy theme, but is are, is the government we have that we continually rail about, is the government we have because they're a bunch of bumble, bumble bleeps or, or be, is they're a total reflection on us? Uh, I don't think they're mutually exclusive. I mean, if I were to come out tomorrow as, as, as mayor or as governor and say, we're going to go with the Canadian model. I say the Canadian model. I'd, 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 I'd flew into Toronto once in the cab on the way in. There was a sign, and I, you know, I forget the numbers, but it was something like speed limit 55, 65, 100 bucks, 75, 300 bucks, 85, 800 bucks, 95, car impounded. I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, would, would that, if you did that here, would people, do people think they, they get to go 95? I think they do. Yeah, I, 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 well, I think they do too, um, because yes, there are no consequences. You learn, you know, it's like one of the first lessons you learn as a parent. <laughs> if your kids have consequences, then maybe you can uh, uh, do it. But no, are, are, do we have do we have government that is competent? Well, let me see what's going on with the airlines. They're all short staffed. The president has now dema- demanded, or originally demanded, everybody be vaxxed, uh, and so twenty percent of the people left. Now he's demanding that all the airlines hire more people, or else they're going to lose government funding. Well, I think, so, and 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 the 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 current employees are saying, you know, no, no, we we got our vaccination. You can't bring back all these people who who took a pass on it. So they're not, you know, the they, they have a revolt about any idea of hiring back some of the people who weren't vaccinated. Vaccinated. But then they're also, now you have all the bigger airlines are going to the regional carriers, and they're offering much more money to go to work for them. So all we're doing is we're pushing the problem, you know, uh, down the food chain. Um, and so this is, yeah, or do we have competent people who, who look forward and see the, see the consequences of their actions? Hell no. Uh, I would, I would, uh, I don't know, we have so much stuff to do. Uh, there's always a, you know, a, a choice, Kevin, as to how much. How much do you go back and grab somebody by the scruff of the neck for what they did a year ago, and how much do you let let it go? Just because you can't always be looking back, and you can't always be wasting time doing that. But I think, as a, as a finance professor once said, sunk costs are fill in the blank times. Sunk costs. Sunk cost. Yeah, they're sunk. They're gone. They're yeah. not part of the decision process anymore. And some of those decisions, they're done, they're in the past, they're not part of the decision process, except that they are. Except well, that that's, that's a sign of incompetence, that you, you, don't, you won't course correct. You have to insist that your decision, that the decision you made a year ago, two years ago, or whatever, is a good decision. Well, I think that when we had the 9-11 happen, and, and Bush you know, declared this as war on, on terrorism, you know, God knows it's a war. Of course, <laughs> it's it's this nebulous war. We always have people fighting someplace. Although we are back from Afghanistan, and uh, but it's ever since that day, you would think that 
stealing from the government, if we were actually at war, has become a national sport. Shouldn't that be like treason? I, I, think yes. I think it's time, if we had anybody competent, and God, I, I don't want to do the regulars that we have to deal with, if we had anybody competent, and I know you can't hire someone from the outside because they'd be tainted, I would, I would descend on United Airlines or American, United because they've managed to, to, to screw that company up how many times, and they, and they bought back, I think the amount of money they made in the last decade before COVID, I think they ended up, they spent like 90% of it on buying stock back with like no margin for whatever, something like that. Uh, I would descend on them and I would say, okay, how much money did you get from us? And that money here is supposed to keep people employed. Let's see, you, you forced how many, how many pilots to retire? So they went into the pension program so you didn't pay them even though we gave you enough money to pay them. What about all these other people? You used the vaccine excuse with our help to get rid of those people. You didn't pay them either. But see, everybody up top got paid. Uh, and you seem to have an awful lot of money. Um, what's the deal here? Would the whole, the whole purpose of this was that when this was over, you could start up like nothing happened. And yet you can't. Now I'm sure, you know, 15. Tom, you never could. That's always the problem is you can't just start up like nothing happened. I understand. You'd like to. That would be kind of cool if you could, but you, the game's all changed in the, in the interim. But I'm, I'm saying is he so you know again you need you need some some people who with you know with the, the vision this you know to understand that they're you know we've, I've talked about this in terms of infinite game thinking before the rules are, are fluid it's not like you're watching a baseball game and we know what the rules are although the rules as it pertains to the strike zone didn't seem relevant last night um, no. but um, but you know that that's part of it is understanding that you know that that in the world of business the rules change and when you go make a sea change like you know like we did uh, during the pandemic to expect anybody to pick up where they left off is crazy um, and yet we'll yell at them if they don't. But this is a this is a quasi and this this is what you know Lou talks about once in a while. Um, he he labs it out there. He doesn't he doesn't follow it through economically like he probably can, but he doesn't. Maybe we will this week. But when you lab this through, this this is this is in, you know it's borderline insanity. It's the same thing as having a city can't wait to have a police guy retire at age fifty five or whatever the hell they are, because now he gets paid by the pension fund and not the city. But now they hire another person, and yet collectively. There's two people now being paid for the for one spot. They 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 cannot put that together and add that up. And I guess that's because they they they've been uh, you know whatever government employees their whole life or something. But to to, to anybody who make who that makes sense to, that person should be banned from government jobs for life, in my opinion. But I mean, or right pan upside the head. Well, my my bro knows. Uh, won't give the name of the city. It's a, it's a little town south of Chicago. Suburb, not a town. A village, but suburbs are villages, most of them. Uh, I don't know what the difference is between a town and a village, but whatever. Um, they got this librarian, right? So she's been there, you know, buku years, so she's got the raises all along, and she's doing pretty well. So they decide, if we can make her retire, we can hire somebody for a lot less. Okay, so they 
they they give her a package for early retirement, and now she's getting whatever eighty five percent of her salary is a uh, retired or eighty percent, whatever the hell it is. They hired this new young lady. After about six months, the new young lady is now pregnant. So they have this generous pregnancy leave. No, you know, the women don't come after me here, but whatever it is, I mean, if somebody else is paying somebody for something, you know, whatever, it's it's okay, I guess, if it's government, if it's your firm, you know, it's not so hot. So, so anyway, she's off for whatever, four months, five months on pregnancy leave. So what do you suppose they do? Well, they had to hire back the other woman to uh, run the show. Yeah, they had to back so the other she's woman. She's getting the pension, and she's getting the, she's on yeah, the she's payroll. Yeah, she's a consultant, and she's on the pension, and the other ladies. So they now have three salaries where they had one. So anybody who thinks this is good government <laughs> or, or good or good management, Kevin, I, I, you know, I don't, I can't even, I, but it's happening all over the place. And the weird part yeah, it, see, if, if that were an isolated incident at one time, and you'd say, yeah, that is pretty crazy. We probably shouldn't do that again. But you're right. It's happening everywhere. It is all, it is throughout our system. And, um, it, you know, this is, it, you know, as usual, the, the argument for, uh, um, for smaller government at all levels, uh, frankly, is, um, it isn't, it's not the Constitution, even though that's obviously relevant. It's the incompetence. It's the inefficiency. Um, it is the corruption uh, that goes in, uh, that goes with government. And uh, you know, I, I hate to be so cynical and say that government is inherently corrupt, but it appears to be. Well, Kevin, how do you uh, let's let's slip into something that's very current here with the same tone here. We've got this Bitcoin is creating well the whole the whole crypto area by going downhill here is is creating some problems and I think this thing not holding the twenty one thousand is probably some reason why the market's down today. I mean you can never tell how much of what or whatever you know it could be somebody left a can we we, we don't know but uh, but the fact is this is not but how is it that you allow something that is somewhat a competitor to other things. How do you allow something to operate outside, essentially, the rules for everybody else for such a long period of time, and then all of a sudden you're going to, you're, you're going to, then they were going to have the Federal Reserve. My, uh, one of my friends was just leading a big symposium in New York about what's the Federal Reserve going to do about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin? Are they going to welcome? I mean, Kevin, they don't pay by play by any of the rules that anybody else does. How, how, how do you? How does? How does that happen? I mean, uh, I mean, the, the minute somebody has one of my f- friends who's been on the show uh, has has a client that, that got hacked five million in Bitcoin. How, how do you, if that guy calls the police or the FBI or somebody? And I know since years ago, somebody hacked some money out of PTI, which they can't do anymore because we buttoned it up even tighter. But uh, I called everybody and nobody gave a crap. Nobody gave a crap. They want to talk to me. It's, what are you talking about? Don't you have insurance? Why not just cover it? To pay them. Okay. But it's a crime. Don't, don't you get it? Well, the, f- the first time that happens and somebody calls the FBI, and the FBI goes up the chain, and they say, okay, well, who do I call over at Bitcoin to find out about this? And the answer, well, there's nobody. Well, we know that there's somebody. There, there is no Mr. Bitcoin. Huh? Well, uh, and we know there's, like, somebody. And we say, what if somebody forgets their password? Well, they're just out. Well, wait a minute, but who who gets it? Well, nobody. It's just it's in the ether. 
it's what? <laughs> I mean, once, once that starts to happen, how many times do you let that happen before you say, wait a minute, this is an ongoing crime going on, we got to do something about it. Because everybody else, if you all of a sudden don't pick up your statements at your place in PTI, I, don't, I should know the rules, but maybe it's like a year or something, it's up to us to find you, and if we can't, that money's going to the state treasurer under Kevin O'Neill's name. Yeah, it's considered name. abandoned property, yeah. and you have to cheat it. So how do, how do these guys get, just get to take it? Or somebody does. This idea that it's still sitting there 20 years from now waiting for the guy to... I, I don't believe that for a second, do you? I mean, it may be true. You have but, to find the post-it note with the password. Yeah, yeah. If you find, oh, here it is. Oh, here, here's your 50 bucks. I mean, I, I mean how, how do you let something operate outside the law, even though people seem... For so long, the rule. I'm not talking about whether the the law is you know should be restrictive, but th- these are these are common sense rules that everybody else has learned to play by. How does somebody else get to, get to, to all of a sudden not play by? You know, I mean, I don't. It, there it, aren't any rules, Tom. I, guess. I keep telling you the rules keep changing. Well, if you if you go to the bank and you take out five thousand cash, despite what they say, it's ten or eleven. Somebody knows about it, and yet we're we're going to let a whole system go up next to it. Where nobody knows about it. Why don't we just maybe take our other system and back off? I know we're watching everybody all the time, so maybe we don't need a new system or something. I mean, is is there ever any real debate in a in a room with some intelligent people in Washington that aren't at each other's throats, where you can say, well, "What do we do about that?" Well, and you're getting into a lot of things here, yeah. including privacy. And is privacy a, a significant issue in society today? Uh, it doesn't seem to be for a lot of people. They don't seem well, to care. I mean, but is it? Yeah, I think it's a, a big deal issue. Is it has it ever come up? Um, how, or let me put it this way: How often has it come up in presidential debates, presidential primary debates, uh, senatorial debates, governor governor debates, any of those? So how often has it come up? Uh, never. It, it only comes up when Rand Paul brings it up. Yeah, and he's and, it. and he's so disliked by people he can't get anywhere. Yeah, he gets no traction with it. He's the He's a Republican. Uh, Bernie, Although everybody Bernie does Sa- like watching him beat up on Fauci, so yeah. I mean, he's he's a Republican, Bernie Sanders. Just lab crap out there to somewhat makes sense, but you can't can't get it anywhere. I mean, well, uh, and, and and because uh, ultimately he's a libertarian, and you know, and and you know, small L because he's actually you know parked in the Republican uh, Party, but. Uh, he probably actually expresses more of a coherent libertarian point of view than uh, than the people who are in the libertarian party do. Are you accusing uh, Hal Snar? <laughs> uh, no, I would never accuse Hal. All right. I think I don't. I don't really know that Hal is a uh, you know is uh, is big on the people that the party puts up to run. Well, I don't bet he is neither. But I do think that he too has you know a, a pretty consistent point of view that would express what libertarianism means. Well, and, it, and honestly, you know, one of the easiest ways to think of it, and, and this is grossly oversimplifying, is that it's, it would be, it would align with liberals on social issues and with conservatives on uh, uh, government taxation, you know, those kinds of things. If they, if they did that, I'd be right there. Yeah. Well, and, and I just don't, I don't think they express it very well. Well, here's, I, uh, and, and I, I don't think most of the candidates uh, are, are capable of expressing it well. I don't, I'm not even sure that they believe it. You know, to, two elections ago, we had uh, you know former uh, Democrat and Republican on the ticket, um, and you know while I do uh, have a lot of respect for the idea that they were both governors who got elected in 
uh, in a state opposite of their uh, uh, that, that that leans opposite of their political uh, affiliations at the time, uh, which I thought was good. Um, but they weren't they weren't capable candidates. So um, well, that's a, that's a that's and, the and thing. then last time we had Joe Jorgensen, who I think was you know I, I actually think she was uh, a pretty uh, um, articulate spokeswoman. She just was not going to get any traction. She she's an academic and but you you need academic. to you need to to get your traction. I mean, uh, just a real quick story when my, my small board life at the CBOE. And like I said, it was good people and good management. So, but it, you learn a lot from about the the people show. And we had a couple of guys who uh, they would get, they would wander off. They'd say they'd say their piece about some rule or some policy. Then they'd clam up just just so they they got it out of their system. Uh, they never really followed through even to see if it was in the minutes because usually you scrub the minutes and anything like that would never even make the minutes. But the danger was. And I, I didn't do it very much. I mean, I, I should have done a lot more. But I, danger was somebody like me who said something and kind of noticed the three or four people who seemed to agree with me, even though they may have voted the other way. And maybe two sessions of adult beverages later, uh, with, where I was buying with these people, I came back the next month with four votes. That, that, that's a problem for, 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 none of these guys do that. They just, they just pop it off. Get on Twitter, talk out, and, and, but they never come back with. I've yeah, got, but I got, you're right; it's work. Yeah, you got you got to come back with 20 people on your side next time, and say I, I managed to talk these 20 people into it. Are you next? Uh, you know, it's because they don't do that. Bernie just talks about stuff; nothing adds up, and everybody just he's like, you know, I, I like the guy, but he's a popping Jay Fox or whatever they used to say on, on Star Trek. You know, he's, all he does is talk. Same thing with Paul. You know, I mean, he's never going to come back with a law. That he actually gets a support that gets passed because nobody likes him. Oh, that's not entirely true. He actually has. Well, he, I'm you saying, know, for instance, uh, you know, he's, he's been a co-sponsor on, a, um, you know, like the uh, bills about the no-knock rule and, and things like that. So uh, I don't know. Well, you have no to explain knock, a minute. No-knock searches. Last half hour. Next so, half hour, we should know, have Mr. He, he has his niche. But next half hour, let's get Mr. Flanagan on, and he can tell us what a co-sponsor even is. SP futures down 45. Nasdaq futures down 155. Give it up a chunk of yesterday. Ouch. Be right back. Stacks and Jacks. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox. The control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to gauge the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other decision. And Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with relevant trade ideas, and equips you with cutting-edge tactics you don't already know. Luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on pursuing life, luxury, and happiness through sports, fitness, travel, food, spirits, music, and a whole lot more. Smart investors don't bet on possibilities, they play the probabilities. Luckbox is $7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get Luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. A longtime friend and contributor to the Stocks and Jocks radio program, Cognos HR provides its clients with a perfect blend of strategic consulting and day-to-day HR management to drive overall improvement in business performance. 
Companies that join the Cognos HR family are better able to manage health care costs, enhance benefit offerings, and improve employee satisfaction by leveraging our access to Fortune 500 benefits. Our innovative onboarding and payroll technology, along with our constant attention to detail, enables us to provide the highest level of quality service to our clients. Now, your time and energy can be focused on generating business and increasing your bottom line. We'll take care of the rest. For more information, call us at 630-401-8810 or search us on the web at CognosHR.com. Cognos HR, innovation and human resources. Licensed in Illinois and Arizona. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. Confused about investing these days? I suspect you are not alone. Investing was never easy, although at times it may have seemed so. I think one reason behind the current concern, although maybe not explained as such, is how the fluctuation in the American dollar and the associated politics is affecting your investments and your wealth. It may not be enough to make some money in your investments. You may need now to make enough to exceed the amount that your leadership is depreciating the value of the dollars you've worked your whole life to accumulate. That same leadership has seen fit to maneuver risk-free interest rates to near zero. Providing positive risk-averse returns in a zero-interest and declining real-wealth environment is by far the toughest assignment I've ever had in my years as a money manager. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard that one way to possibly deal with this problem is to invest in so-called hard currencies like silver and gold, the idea being that they will retain their relative value in the face of devaluation of paper currencies like the dollar. To be honest, I have never been a gold bug. I've always had faith that having enough dollars and a good investment strategy was good enough. Now I'm not so sure. But I do know that if I did invest in gold or silver, I'd want to do it in the same manner as we do with PTI for investments in the market, with defined risk. If you feel the need to invest in gold or silver, we can do it using the same strategies that we use for our protected index program. No matter what you invest in, we feel that you need to know and control your risk. Find us at PTISecurities.com. That's PTISecurities.com. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now. Right here, right now, right now. Hello and welcome back to Stacks and Jacks. I'm Tom Mr. Matt Byrne on the board. SV Futures down 44. We were down 50 when we came in, so it's a little better. NASDAQ down 150. It was down like 175 when we came in, so that too is a little better, but still down after a nice up day yesterday. Uh, we've got, well, let's see what was it. Let's see what we have around the world. I was looking at the Bitcoin stuff. Uh, we've got the Dow. It down, was down more than 300. Well, it still is down 325. Over in Europe, we've got the uh, DAX down. And these guys were not up that much yesterday. Not, they weren't up as much as we were. But today they're getting whack, whack. DAX down 242, 1.8%. FTSE down 80, 1.1%. CAC around down 91, 1.5. So that's a that's a pretty good uh, pretty good slippage. Uh, they gave up. They gave up every all the gains they've made this week. Now they were open two days. We we had Monday off. They were not. So they've given. They were down last week, and now they they gave up. They had the bounce yesterday and today. We have not given that up yet. Hopefully we do not. Asia Nikkei down ninety six point four percent. Shanghai down thirty nine. That's one point two percent. Hang Seng down five fifty one two point five down. Hanging above just above twenty one thousand. Every time it tries to go up, it just goes right back down. Uh, yesterday, the good news yesterday. Dow up 641, S&P up 89, NASDAQ up 270. So a real nice bounce from last week. Uh, bonds uh, down 10 basis points, 3.20. The Bund down 10 basis points, 1.65. But this is causing some consternation with the J- Japanese. They're, it's still at 0.43, which is up, well, 0.19 from yesterday, but they moved up during the day yesterday. Uh, so they, they uh, started to buy some stuff back. I mean, kind of crazy. But uh, that's, they essentially doubled their rate yesterday. Um, oil down 472, 104.80, moving toward 100. Wow. Uh, Brent down 425, 110.40. Natural gas down 5 cents, 675, down from like 930. 
Arbob down seven cents, three seventy two. So the schmucks I buy gas from, they better start dropping off that five eighty number. They should be like eighty cents over this number, which would put it at like four fifty, not five eighty. Uh, gold uh, up two ten, eighteen forty. Silver down thirty one cents, twenty one forty five. Copper down thirteen cents at three ninety. Like I said earlier, crypto, Bitcoin down five seventeen, twenty thousand five thirty six. Uh, also, we got a real quick. We got a letter from uh, one of our listeners in uh, over in uh, Europe, uh, which is interesting because uh, and she we actually have a few listeners. How we got them, I have no idea. But uh, anyway, she says that gas is now ten dollars a gallon over there. Wow! And their utility bills were up eighty percent in the last six months. Um, that's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, heating and electricity shot up eighty percent. Lots going on. Um, Says so she still has her job, so she's okay. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Up eighty percent. Our utility bills got to be going to go up too. I mean, and everybody thinks we're not going to have a recession. Well, anybody else who's, who thinks they're going to get that money out of people is not going to get it because it's going one place. Uh, what do you have for stocks or uh, traffic weather sports? Hey, good morning. It's currently six thirty-eight on Wednesday, June twenty-second, twenty twenty-two. Let's get you into sports real quick. The MLB yesterday: Cubs at Pirates. Pirates win seven to one. White Sox take on Blue Jays uh, on at home. Uh, Sox win seven to six. Diamondbacks at Padres. Padres win three to two. In the NHL, uh, Stanley Cup Final Game Four tonight: Avalanches versus Lightning. Avalanche leads so far in the series two to one. Now for weather in Chicago. Uh, currently, it's mostly cloudy uh, and eighty degrees. A high of eighty-seven and a low of sixty-seven. In Phoenix, mostly cloudy, eighty-eight degrees. A high of one hundred and five degrees and a low of eighty-eight degrees. Now for traffic in Chicago. Traffic eastbound the Eisenhower between Wolf Road and Harlem Avenue. Traffic westbound the Eisenhower between Costner Avenue and First Avenue. Traffic eastbound on the Kennedy between Cumberland Avenue and Lawrence Avenue. Traffic eastbound the Dan Ryan between 47th Street and downtown. And uh, keep in mind on the Stevenson accident between South Central and Harlem Avenue that's causing uh, delays on both the northbound and the southbound. Uh, so traffic northbound on the Stevenson between Route 171 to South Central and traffic southbound on Stevenson between South Damon and Route 171. That's all we got, Chief. Back to you. Do we have Mr. Flanagan? And Kevin? Yes, you do. And good morning, Tom and Kevin. Good morning. Good morning, John. Um, I have a question for you guys, Chicagoans. Um, what's... The- what is the highest temperature ever recorded in Chicago, and why is there a controversy even with that? Well, I'm I bet the controversy. Right, Jed. I bet the controversy would be because of the difference between O'Hare and Midway's reporting stations. Um, although I could be wrong, You're I, very I, I would bet it's 106. Um, you are you are very very close. It's really hard to stump John on these things, Kevin. The Chicago's a not impossible <laughs> you're, you're right, but you're but you're late. Uh, oh. Chicago's official all-time temperature of 105 was set on July 4th, 1934. However, Midway had not yet become the official spot. And the official spot was actually the University of Chicago. I did not know that. Yeah, and uh, it was 105 at the University of Chicago, which is obviously near the lake. On that day, it was 109 at Midway, but the official temperature is 105, but 109 is the highest ever recorded any place, and that was on the same day, July 23, 1934. So there you go. And I, I'd have to check, but I I think that roughly corresponds to the date that John Dillinger was killed in front of the Biograph Theater. And those guys were all wearing suits, weren't they? Yeah. 
People used to work. I have a hot spell. I know that. And, you know, those are the days that everybody, my parents, talk about people sleeping outside and sleeping in the parks. And, you know. Well, I know. I know people didn't used to be, you know, big fatsoes like a lot of people are today. But uh, well, that's politically incorrect. But um, did you ever read a read a book or see the uh, his History Channel thing, uh, Isaac Storm? Had to do with the, with the hurricane that hit uh, uh, Galveston, and it, it's oh, the one nineteen hundred. Yeah, the one that's like killed the whole, like yeah, the killed, title, oh yeah, yeah, killed like the whole place. And uh, not only that, the, the amount of animals. Oh, it was disgusting. But uh, all about how he didn't listen to this group and that group, and they didn't evacuate. Whatever, whatever. But all the pictures were. They're talking about how hot and humid the summer was. How you could barely breathe. And all the pictures. All these guys were walking along. Suits with vests, buttoned-up tie, and one of those stupid-looking hats, and everybody's wearing them. Even like walking along the beach. How, how the how the hell can you do that when it's 110? <laughs> well, yeah, if you, if you know what it's like in Texas in the summer, was <laughs> um, <laughs> just like you know out for a stroll after uh, after church on Sunday morning. Everybody in their Sunday fineries. Well, this is Audrey had a had a place in. If you uh, see some of the old ball games, yeah, uh, yes. That's right. That, uh, you, you'd see the same thing that people going out to the baseball game on uh, on Sunday in in suits with their uh, you know their straw hats and so on. The men have their ties. The women in their finery. Yeah. Well, Audrey had a place in uh, Ogden Dunes for a while, and uh, it was an old place, and she didn't know how old. And it, all of a sudden, she's home, and lady next door says, "Hey, some lady showed up, and she wanted to. Uh, can she get in and see the house? Because it was like." Their grandfather built it, or some some story. And uh, Audrey goes, "Well, sure, you got the key. You know, let her in." The lady went in. I guess you know, did you know, did some uh, soul searching. How long ago was she was there? And she left all these pictures on the table. Well, it was like the only house then at the time. I don't know how the road even got back there. And it's nothing but sand. And there's an outhouse there, right? So they didn't even it was they didn't even have the septic patrol. And these guys are sitting around outside on like lawn chairs. In their suits and ties with vests on. In the summer, I, mean, I, I <laughs> we're better off living now, I guess. I mean, it's, you know, the the later day incarnation of that was Fonzie skiing in his leather jacket. Yeah, well, that's, I can see that. The, the day he jumped the shark, yeah, and invented a whole uh, expression. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, uh, Jan, uh, I was reading this morning since you're on here, and we should dig into this housing stuff here a little bit in these buildings. A massive. And, and uh, Nancy was saying this too. Uh, demand now for adjustable rate mortgages. Why does everybody? Boy, if you listen all day long, all you think about is that the normal interest rate now is is like one percent. And oh, by the way, mortgages are supposed to be three percent. I boy, oh boy, these guys better start reading a newspaper. Past you know eight years ago or something, but adjustable rate mortgage when the when the mortgage is five per five and a half percent, really. I guess people must think that the Fed is going to lag long enough where you can get the benefit of having an adjustable rate because it's, it's unlikely that the Fed will do what it, you know what happened back in the eighties. Although I wouldn't be so optimistic, uh, I would not take one of your arms. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's that's the question: is are they taking one year adjustables, yeah, yeah. or are they uh, are they taking five year balloons and uh, and and hoping to God that the uh, everything's better in five years? I know. I think they're doing the, the uh, arms. Kind of how it worked in two thousand eight when everything came crashing down. It was it was time for all of those uh, you know those five year balloons at very low rates to 
uh, to start repricing, and um, uh, <laughs> and and they. And, and it wasn't even the reprice. It was that you had to refinance, and you had to refinance at a time when fuel prices ran up. People started to get laid off. There were tons of people who uh, who, who had to refinance, couldn't qualify anymore because they weren't employed, and everything started crashing from there. Uh, that you know that just pushed the ball, the snowball uh, off the top of the hill. And by the time it hit the bottom, it was uh, it was October. Yeah. Well, I mean, I. The uh, there, I mean, when it comes to interest rates, I mean, I mean, obviously timing is everything. I mean, if you were, if you were somebody in uh, be- before the uh, two thousand, you know, or uh, if you had, or before two thousand eight, or even anywhere, and there actually in the resolution trust, if you went back to there in the eighties. I mean, if, if you were, the thing you're not supposed to do before that is you have your savings and loan essentially financed long term paper with short-term stuff and you say well wow that's the worst thing you could do well once the thing blew up that was the best thing you could do GE financed all kinds of long-term paper on short-term stuff and the short-term stuff came down right guys I mean uh, so it, it's it's kind of a matter of timing but what is, what is people's expectation that mortgages are really going to be 3% again there, a couple of people used to help on the show uh, and, and, had move, and moved away uh they had adjustable rate mortgages, and for the 20 years they've lived in their house, it's only gone down, maybe until recently. So they, they made out like a bandit on that stuff. But but right now, I you know I don't know what's what's the, what's the expectation? Does anybody think? I I don't. Uh, what you guys? I mean, I'll talk more about this when uh, with uh, Russell. But did you guys listen to Hal yesterday when he, he? The more I thought about it after the show, I didn't I didn't let him expound on it as much as I should have. So I'm going to make sure next week. The whole idea that the Fed has been operating in a, in a negative interest rate environment and lending people money at negative interest rates so they could lend it to somebody else at like slightly less negative and seeing the assets they're buying with it blow up. I mean, it's, I never really looked at it that way, although I should have. What do you guys think of that? I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting well, concept. It was startling to me. It made, made a lot of sense. Like, I thought about it after you, you know, he talked. Um, that, that puts it into a much sharper focus, I think. And 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 the the, the reason that you can't really believe the talk about this stuff, Tom, you have to kind of pull back and put some other labels on it. Sometimes I think to really see just how desperate the situation may become. Um, there are negative interest rates, really. Well, totally. I mean, if you God, if you give the what's what's the government two years, two point five or something, or I mean one year, I mean or or two point two. You're going to give somebody money for two percent when the inflation's ten. You're going to get eight. Your, your negative interest rate's eight. And, you know it's scary. I mean, it's a tough truth. I mean, you can see why they don't frame it that way, but you just do the math. Really, just. I mean, because he's he's convinced that it, it absolutely favors the people that are getting the money there, and I I, I guess he's right. I mean, how could it not? But oh yeah. But then the question is, when you see asset prices starting to come down, like stocks and things, uh, did all those people know enough to get out? Or are they still in there, too, like everybody else watching this stuff go down? Well, there'll be enough people who will really suffer to make it bad for everybody, ultimately, I think. Well, what do you, what do you think the, uh, when you guys talk to people, the 30% down in the market, somewhat across the board here, I mean, the S&P's not down that much, but the, in your, some, and the, some of the really big stocks that a lot of people were in, 
are down, you know, 75, 80%. What do you think that's done to some people's uh, retirement plans, college plans? Uh, what do you think it's done to some of the college endowments? We, we don't hear anything yet about any, any repercussions. Are we just waiting for it to go back up or what? I think it's pretty yeah, much destroyed. Yeah, I mean, it's a, you know, you don't really hear of somebody changing their, their budget or saying we can't do this or we can't do that. I, I mean, it, it has to be, there has to be some meetings about it behind the scenes. I mean, there's, I mean, somebody, you know, lost the, owned own the Tesla that's got half a million shares out, or 500 million shares outstanding and they're down on, you know, what are they? They may have been cut in half. They're on six hundred bucks. What is it? Three trillion dollars? I mean, somebody, somebody's down that money, right? Yep. Um, it's not three trillion. It's three hundred billion. But uh, still, it's a real number. Uh, I mean, I, you just you just wonder where there's there's people that I know that have been paid in Bitcoin and out of things down from sixty to twenty. There and I and yet everybody's quiet. Is I hope it's not as bad as I suspect it might be in some areas. But how do you know? I mean, I guess you don't know until you find out, huh? People don't really seem to want to talk frankly or freely about this stuff. Maybe in the show we we do more than most people, Tom. But I I do think there's there's a kind of brooding horror behind the scenes that people are worried that they've never seen anything quite like this. And I, I can vouch from my own vantage point. I don't remember any everything being in such turmoil around me. As it is now, I mean, I've, I've been tough times in all of our lives, certainly, but I don't remember there being such a, you know, convergence of all these things, nationally, internationally, locally, statewide, financially, morally. Every, everything seems to have just, you know, turned into a chaotic state. And I, I you know, when that happens, unfortunately, it, it becomes a distraction. It, people are too worried about putting out a fire over here. Or over there, or trying to forget about some fire, and all that does is, is allow new, you know, problems to get worse because nobody's looking at them. Well, I, I've always, uh, I mean, we've all, all of us, and uh, the, the the economists on the show, maybe more than we do, you know, talks about the American system and how responsive it is to any economic move because everybody looks around and wherever they see a need, you act to go fill it. Usually you can get money if you make a, if you make a decent case for it, or something, or you can find some investors. You can go to a bank, and if, if somebody doesn't have enough, uh, I mean, I had a client who uh, used to go from place to place with their bigger big electrical jobs, and he would somehow get the drawings of the job, not somehow, I mean, in steel or anything, and he would realize that the, that the engineers didn't put uh, enough fasteners for all the, for all. I mean, if they're doing something in McCormick Place, for instance. Instead of you know the 500 fasteners they called for, he realized they needed like 3,000 because engineers aren't good at stuff like that. They're good at you know designing the system. He'd show up with his truck and he said, "By the way, I look at these you know," and, and he I, have, I just happen to have the fasteners you want here right on the truck. And the guy did a handsome living. And uh, I mean, but that's America. That, that's the America that we know. Yet it always it seems now that some people have these advantages, other people don't. And now this week, just what we've talked about, the three of us for for months now is what if we actually start having people invest money, or maybe they're not investing money, into some of these supply chain issues. And sure enough, some, some bump in Washington the other day, whether it's the administration or someplace, or maybe it could be, it could be the Republican side, is saying, should we get rid of the tariffs to China now because we really need them doing all this stuff? 
But what if what if we're in the middle of building up building a factory to to supply the stuff that's no now no longer coming to China is being tariffed out? Now what? Should we should we just stop? And just just go go off walk off a bridge, or what should we do? What, what did we talked about earlier, yeah. not thinking it through, right? But how how can you how can you think it through when 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 people afar are are deciding like almost like pulling straws? You know, she loves me, she loves me not. Should we be in business or not? Should we let you know the product come in from China with slave labor and all this other stuff, or should we or should we wait until Kevin and John finish their factory and buy it from them, or you know, or buy it for a slightly higher price from you guys? I mean, I mean these, these decisions are made totally impersonally and thousand miles away. And I don't see how anybody can be a slave to that. No pun on the term, but I mean, uh, yeah, speaking of China, <laughs> yeah, speaking, speaking of China, China. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, how do, you, how do you, how do you, how do you have your future design? I mean, all of a sudden now, you you can't be in the baby f- formula business because there's four of them that have every state locked up. Well, obviously there needs to be a fifth, but now can can anybody be the fifth? I mean, I, I don't well, see how you would can. Would it be nice if there were fifty? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I have any kind of cap on any of this stuff. I'd settle for twelve or fifteen. You know, that's yeah. pretty competitive. Yeah. But, but, uh, but how are we even going to get a fifth if if the if the government buys most of it, which they do, it appears, and they only want one supplier per state, and the four people got all the states locked up. I mean, uh, we we mentioned uh, who was on was talking about the uh, I don't know I, <laughs> I don't know, somebody. Uh, was talking about how the, the the women's aisle, for lack of a better term, has has sorted shortages in food stores, you know, in Walmart or whatever. Without even looking, I'll bet either one of you guys an adult beverage that if I go looking into the the women's stuff, I'm going to find that there's two or three or four or maybe somebody does uh, makers of of whatever stuff, tampons and whatever else is in the aisle. Uh, I'll bet we find that that is very similar to the. Maybe I'll be wrong, but I, I'm willing to bet an adult beverage that I won't be wrong. We're going to find the same thing. Two or three manufacturers, you know, putting it out there under three or four different names or something. The usual crap, right? Well, and even even if it isn't, um, you know, almost any product, not not that, uh, you know, something like tampons is not uh, what I would consider a seasonal product, but, um, but it... Uh, but uh, uh, you know a- anything that is that people handle the uh, uh, capacity by contracting with um, third parties. So you may you may have a third party producer that you know whether it's the same product or whether it's just a, a you know a, a ten different products that makes things uh, that that is not owned. It's just a contractor make a manufacturing products for another company. Um, you know, there's. Uh, I, I visited one in, in Mount Prospect way back when I was in grad school, because uh, one of my classmates was the head chemist there, and they made cosmetics, and they made cosmetics for all different kinds of companies, and they'd have these, you know, large vats. It looked like going to a microbrewery. They'd have these large vats, and then they'd feed into a continuous packaging, you know, bottling type of uh, uh, process. But they, you know, they had nothing to do with, um, you know, uh, Helene Curtis or. Or anything other than they had a contract with them, and so that you know you're, you're going to find that the industries in in some ways are, are very fragmented in that regard, and that you may have somebody who makes the same product, you know, or the, or a competitive product for multiple companies. Um, it's not unusual, but then yeah, you go ahead and, and screw up one, and now you've screwed up you know the whole supply network. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's, you just you just wonder there's this total constantly drive by in in terms of competition, certainly in the in a drug, and yet these people become so powerful. How how do you how do you ever at this point how do you ever go up against Pfizer? At stake, they're they're they're, they're more powerful than the Senate right now, aren't they? Uh, apparently, they're more powerful than the regulators uh, for no good reason. Uh, uh, vaccines for children. Yeah, I don't tell. Uh, boy, I was listening to that this weekend, and I didn't really want to get into it this week. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, I, I don't. I don't we'll, we'll see. I, they had a few ladies that were on there saying that their 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 young ones, their very young ones, were were very compromised and had uh, uh, you know some kind of breathing issues or that. And I, I, you know what, I get that, uh, but that's not that's not what they're talking about. This they're talking about very healthy, you know, running around. I mean, and plus you need three shots. Uh, really? I don't, you know, whatever. I'm not a doctor, but it seems a little I hard. Get it, Tom. I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I think if, if your if your if your baby was compromised, I suspect you might. Or if somebody said, "Hey, look, if this kid gets anything, he's got a problem. He or she, you might you might go for it, wouldn't you? I mean, I probably would. Uh, but other than that, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, they, we want we want them to live a hundred years, right? I mean, a lot could go wrong in a hundred years if you miss up. Dr. Fauci admitted last week under intense questioning from Senator Rand that they don't have any data on the effectiveness or safety of the vaccine in children. And that this is going to be the runoff for it, clearly, as it was for adult populations, too. Which, to me, is like, it, 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 I can't even imagine somebody saying that in public and expecting that to be arrested on the spot. Well, yeah, we don't, we don't do any of that, it seems like. No. Um, so, uh, hey, uh, Kevin, you got like two minutes. Explain to us how do the Irish have like twenty some seniors and the rest freshmen? What, what, what's with the, that? Seems is, am I wrong on what they said, or I'm just you know? Oh, they, they have big recruiting class. Plus, they um, they have a number of people who came in from other programs. Ah, how many people can you suit up? It looked like they had an army there. It seems to me that uh, that there's a roster limit of twenty five, but the scholarship limit is something like twelve or thirteen. Oh, all right. But uh, so, anyway, it was a pretty good know, run. And one of the things that happens in uh, in college baseball is because of the scholarship limits. If you you wind up giving out a lot of half scholarships, um, you know, to, to some players as part of your recruiting, uh, so that you can sort of spread that around. And as you can imagine, if your school's tuition is, you know, tuition room and board winds up being about seventy grand a, a year, or sixty five thousand, or whatever Notre Dame's is. That's a little bit of a disadvantage compared to a school, uh, a state school that has you know half the tuition. Um, so uh, it's um, you know something something to keep in mind. I, one of the rules that's up for evaluation for the NCAA is to fully fund the whole roster with full scholarships, and that would be very big, uh, very good news for uh, private schools. Well, I love that stadium. That's where Creighton plays, huh? It, it probably is. Yeah. It's, um, yeah it, it, Omaha has hosted the College World Series for, you know, I don't know how long. As long, you know, since I since we were kids. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, there's never any talk of moving it. They know how to throw the party there. So, well, this is a new, uh, this is a new stadium, and you know what? They say the the stadium is not that not that old, but it's it's made money every year. A little bit, but they but they have not. It's not been a black hole like just about all of them are, uh, which is interesting. Or like so many are, yeah. Well, you know, uh, 
maybe uh, maybe Nebraska is uh, not quite as corrupt as the uh, as the rest of the. Well, it's it's sponsored by it's Schwab Stadium. It used to be TD Amer- Well, didn't, didn't uh, Schwab take over TD? Or they took over somebody, and uh, and they they, and they they grabbed their naming rights from from them. Interesting, Jan. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. SP Futures down fifty four now, so we're we're going south again. SP Futures down one eighty five. Right back with uh, Professor Russell Rhodes. This self-directed trading is a lonely job. Online trading is not as easy as point and click. No, it's not. Everyone, even professionals, need to share ideas and think out loud every now and then. That's what I like about PTI Pro Direct. Their staff of former option floor traders really helps me choose the right strategy for trading option volatility and plan the time decay for my covered writing program. Yep, nothing can replace years of trading experience to stop you from making that dumb trade and for saving a few bucks. We've all been there and done that. <laughs> yeah, I have access to all that great trading advice and experience for just a penny a share for stocks, $1 for equity options, and $1 minimum a trade. Our clients at PTI ProDirect can call when they need a little help on a trade or just to talk about the market in general. We trade every day. We love this stuff. That's what I like most about PTI ProDirect. Cheap prices along with great advice from real floor traders. It's the best of both worlds. Tell your friends. That's PTIProDirect.com. PTIProDirect.com. Are you one of the millions of people who suffer with pain? Do you wake up in the morning with stiffness in the lower back or neck? Why are you using medication to cover up the symptoms without treating the actual cause? Painkillers, muscle relaxants, and anti-inflammatories are not the answer. At ChiroMed, physicians are trained to detect the cause of your symptoms and to correct the underlying problem. If you're ready to listen to common sense and do what it takes to make changes in your body that can affect your health for the rest of your life, give ChiroMed a call and set up a complimentary consultation. They are located in Orland Park and can be reached at 708-403-2727. 20,000 patients over 22 years have been treated at ChiroMed, and over 90% of them have had positive results without medication or expensive surgery. Isn't it time you did something good for your body, too? Give ChiroMed a call, 708-403-2727. That's 708-403-2727. Let's get you pain-free and living again. Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, an owner of Home Source Realty and a frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks. If you're nervous about the stock market and considering diversification or are looking for a rate of return way better than your banks, consider adding rental properties to your portfolio. Whether it's a condo, single family, or multi-unit building, I can help you select a property that meets your financial needs. Call or text me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Or visit my website at myhomesourcerealty.com. That's myhomesourcerealty.com. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. Stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Here, right now, right here, right now, right now. There's something happening. Hello, welcome back, Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tamo. Matt Byrne on the board. SP Futures down 52. Nasdaq Futures down 178. So my one day of looking at the machine here and seeing all green is, uh, now it's pretty much all red. Let's see, let's see, in the Dow we've got Procter & Gamble up 34 cents and we've got Johnson Johnson up 22. The rest of it is red. We have the professor? I'm here. I'm tired, I'm tired of looking at a red screen. I got to look at a green one yesterday and everybody well, had a really we'll, nice we'll day. We'll move to China. 
Why they're all red over there? They've been they, they got clobbered. No, there. you know, you, see this here. Here's here's like a, a cocktail party piece of information. Um, if the markets are up in China, they put it in red. If they're down, they put it in green. Really? Yeah. When we used to, when I was at SIBO, and we would have groups in from the different various Chinese exchanges, um, we would flip the quote screens in the classrooms from red to green. Like you could change the settings around so that what I just said holds up. And what would be funny is, you know, we'd have people from the floor come up and talk. And, you know, if they're leaving the floor and it's a really bullish day and they, you know, they take the escalator up and they walk in the classroom and they look up at the screen, uh, more often than not, you'd see people's faces fall because they felt like, they're like, what the hell just happened? Um, but it was, it was really just, uh, it, it was just graphic. So you're screwing with so the poor traders. What? You were screwing yeah. with the poor traders. No, trader. I was not screwing with the traders. I was trying to make our guests from the great nation of China uh, comfortable. So how would, how, would you, how would you feel this week if uh, you were a banker and you just uh, uh, financed 25 guys putting up factories to help with the supply chain and somebody announces we should probably get rid of all the tariffs in China so we can fix the whole problem? I'd be extremely upset over that one. And, but as a normal businessman as opposed to you know whatever it is that I, I do from day to day, uh, if I were a normal businessman, I would be very reluctant to do anything that suddenly turns unprofitable if we, you know, backtrack on, you know, tariffs with China and suddenly make whatever it is I'm trying to do go from profitable to unprofitable. I know I've used this example a million times on the show, but there was a guy that made those N95 maps down in Texas and yeah. he had stopped doing it a couple of years before the COVID thing. And they had a reporter ask him, well, why, why don't you ramp it right back up now? We need them. And he said, well, if I ramp it up, um, you know, there's a cost there. And then it cost me, I, I've forgotten what the dollar amount was, but it cost him more than what Chinese companies would sell in, in 95 masks for. So he said, so once this crisis is over, I've got to, you know, shut everything down once again. i got to let people go, which I hate doing. And, you know, I, I'm just not going to, why should I go through all of that and lose money? And, you know, the, the, the reporter looked at him like he had three heads. But that, that's kind of like basic economics, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, that's, I mean, and I think that's a, that's a reluctance. Uh, that's a reluctance behind uh, getting things up and running in the energy industry. Well, my, uh, you know, why, why would you step things up and get gas prices back down to normal levels and then, you know, the next time there's um, an agricultural appropriations bill or something like that, they slip in, oh, yeah, you can't, um, you can't operate pipelines across countries, across states where we um, grow corn uh, or some crap like that. You know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So. Well, um, I know my, and that's uh, why the U.S. energy industry doesn't, you know, well, my my uh, my nephew works for uh, he's he's managed to you know over a period of time become uh, knows how to operate a lot of these machines you know how to program them so they make the parts and so forth. Is that I mean now it's not the machine itself; it's the controls on the stuff that's the big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, but anyway, but he's mainly because well, no, he's he's getting better at it and he's and he's maturing, and his uh, uh, boss has been sick, you know. So my nephew Tim. Has had to go out and actually do some uh, of the sales calls, and you know the people design new stuff, and 
so they, they supply other manufacturers with, with stuff like uh, if you need a conveyor, you know, or something like that, or, you know, something or another. And, and, and you know, to those that uh, have never been around, I'm not accusing anybody of not knowing anything, but if you've never been around manufacturing, anytime you ramp up even a little bit, it's a, it's a real big deal. I mean, the machines have to be further apart. You need a, a conveyor. Mm-hmm. You need something. I mean, if you go from, you know, eight widgets a day to 12, you'd say, what's the problem? You know, make everybody work another four hours. Well, that's cool. But, you know, uh, but to actually do it right, it's it's usually a big deal. Uh, you know, we, need to, we need to push that wall out because now we need a conveyor. We need something. We need, instead of packaging by hand, we need something to package it, you know, by machine because it's got to go faster and we can have people. To, whatever it is, it's, to, to ramp up is always something. And this has caused a lot of people to look at, like what I was talking about in the first hour, you know, people to look at something and say, hey, there's, there's a need. This is America. How much can I sell the need for? What can I, you know, what can I do to build, to improve my place so I can do it? What can I produce it for? And if the need costs $100 a piece, and it looks to me like I can produce it for 75 out of the gate, if I get better at it at 60, in America you say, let's go, right? Well, now, you know, my, my nephew says, well, now these guys are kind of scoping it out, kind of going to the bank. Bank is not doing many favors. They won't, maybe they want a, the guy's house and the guy, and the guy, the guy's wife said, we're not doing that. You know, I'm not, I'm not blaming the wife. I'm just saying, this is all, all because of the Dodd Frank and all the other kind of crap. And now all of a sudden it's a, it's a real big deal for this place to, to do whatever they need to do to fill this void in what we call the supply chain. And, it, and it's it's just way sloppier than it was five, ten, twenty five years ago, all along the line, Russell. And I, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I don't know the uncertainty that, I mean, you didn't have to worry in nineteen seventy eight if you start if you started doing some crap for Pullman, if all of a sudden some Chinese guy is going to show up with slave labor and undercut you. I mean, it's, it's not what you had. You, yeah. know, you know, so you you could look at the field, you knew the players. And, and people responded very, very quickly. I mean, look what happened, you know, in World War II, for God's sake. We went from, like, no planes to how many planes per minute, you know, in, like, six months a year. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean people can do this very, very rapidly in this country, uh, you know, and, and always have been able to until now. Now you worry about another bank. Oh, man, you got, you got like, 9%, but that isn't, the, that isn't the best of it. We want personal guarantees. We want your house. And you're like, wait a minute, I've never... I've never stiffed you guys on a payment yet. Yeah, but this new rule. Blame it all on the regulators, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, and then, so you sit there and go, I'm not, I'm not signing over my house. Especially what if they drop the tariffs tomorrow, which looks like they're going to, or maybe you're thinking about it. And then all of a sudden you, no, I don't really want that conveyor after all, or whatever. And, and, and you can see how it, it, whatever it is, it's not responding as rapidly as in my memory it has. Russell, and I bet you guys could sit in a classroom and have all your guys work out. You probably identify a hundred reasons why that isn't happening, but it isn't, is it? No, it's not happening. I think, and, and it goes beyond just the China thing. Um, there's a uh, uh, there's a difficulty in getting people to do things. There's a difficulty if you do. You know, we 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 use the phrase "ramp up" um, like we can just snap our fingers and boom, you know, everything's up and running. But uh, if there's supply chain issues, you know, I, I still, I, every time I run, and I'm on the road once again, uh, why is it so damn difficult for me to find Diet Coke outside of Chicago? Uh, because... I'm, I'm being, I'm being, I'm actually being serious. It, 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 like... I don't know. You know, the, 
I, I, I went to a CVS yesterday in Philadelphia and couldn't find a Diet Coke. But it, the, the point behind that weird tangent is if you're looking at, you know what, if, if you're the guy down in Texas to ramp up the N95 mask, uh, and all of a sudden you're, you're told that they will always, he will always be government protected. So he's decided that he's comfortable enough doing this, which is too late anyway. But <clears throat> he decides to, uh, ramp up production. Uh, I assume that he's going to need to, uh, invest in whatever machinery or whatever he needs. And, uh, finding that stuff is going to take a while as well. Oh, yeah. You know, so it, it, the supply, I think the supply chain, you know, uh, we see it in, in, I was in a Walmart in the middle, I, I'm still, I'm just traveling all over the place. Uh, I was in a Walmart in the middle of Kansas, and there was 20 yards of empty shelf space in the refrigerated area. Really? I, oh yeah, it was, I was absolutely, I mean, but, and, and you, you never leave Chicago. You have your own little three-mile zone that you seem to always be in. Um, whereas I go out and I do the field work for Hey, us. I go to Orland. And I go to Mantino. I, go to, I, go I know. To okay. Yeah, you, you go within a... You never leave the state. No. Well, I go to Indiana once <laughs> Where, Whereas Indiana. When, I think when you're in a bigger urban area, you don't experience... You don't see these problems as much as you get out. And, I mean, Philadelphia is a nice big city, but, um, you yeah, know, I... Being here, I've seen a couple of funny supply chain things. The other thing is, um, and I'm not an impatient person, and I rarely, rarely, rarely complain. You're the complainer. I'm not. Uh, Within the service, see, you just complained right there. Within (laughs) the service industry, um, some of the experiences that I've had lately have made my head explode. What the? So, so the point is. If you're trying to ramp something up in the U.S. in this day and age, you can't find people to work for you, and you probably can't find the equipment that you need to make whatever you want to make. Okay, uh, so Russell, why would you try? Let's let's. Uh, I think I think you can. I think if you if you ordered the stuff like from my if you said to my nephew's place. By the way, they're busy, you know. So you're right; it's not right away you're not going to get it. But if you were to say, "I've got my financing button up, I got everything, I've got a clear idea what I'm going to do, and I'm, I'm signing the contract today," I think you can uh, get something. But I want to I go go back to what you just said. And, and by the way, you, you, everybody says it, so there's got to be some truth in there someplace. But I wonder if uh, if this constant whining about getting people. There must be something there. When there's smoke, there's fire. But is it just you're whining about having to pay the current rates? Because I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm looking at the the A1 employment report status here. Mm-hmm. And the and how many? If, if you go, you can't go a day without saying nobody wants to work. Nobody's working. Well, I'm looking at the last year of 2019, right? Which would have been uh, before the COVID hit, correct? The end of 2019, because mm-hmm. what we hit. When, when was uh, what, what was the St. Patty's Day? Was it was two thousand twenty 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 twenty? Okay, so yeah, I mean it was you know it was, all right. So uh, we actually March, have March of twenty twenty. Okay, so we actually out. have a million. We, we went way down. You're right. We went from one hundred fifty seven <laughs> five working to at the end of twenty twenty, we went down to one forty seven mm-hmm. eight. 
So we had 10 million people out of, out of not, that weren't working. That's a big number, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now we're back to 158.4. So there's a million more people working than there was then. Now there's 3 million more people in, in society that are, that are alive. Okay, so we're probably still short a few people working, but it's not all that obvious by these numbers that, that nobody's working. I mean, and nobody can find anybody and blah, 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 because there's a lot of places that are closed and never opening. I, I, I just wonder, I mean, uh, Dan Janitas, who, you know, usually we just talk about uh, bonds and stuff, said one of his buddies went out and he saw all these help wanted signs, and he called them all up, and they really didn't want to, all they wanted to do is pay somebody from, like, the $10 an hour number. They, they were just, they constantly have a help wanted sign out there hoping somebody will show up at, like, the old wage. I mean, I'm, I really, I, I just wonder, I mean, Kevin did a report on, uh, trucking companies and you can't find a truck driver and he said well some companies have 70% turnover because they treat people like crap these other people oh yeah they have no turnover i mean i mean i just i wonder how 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 hard it really is or you know and uh you know the idea that people are uh you know saying i'm never coming to work i'm not coming to interview you hire me from here or, or i'm not working i think i think we're getting to the stage where somebody's going to say just stay where you are i don't need you i mean i I think we're improving here, right? or my sense mm-hmm. all wrong. Is my, I mean, uh, you know, I don't, I don't. The numbers don't seem to show this massive inability to find anybody. At least, well, there's, you know, and, and I've never double checked this number, but um, you know, my understanding is there's almost two job openings for every person looking for a job right now. Yeah, and that means if you're the uh, if you're the labor person. You can be really picky with respect to what you're going to do. I, uh, I don't. You know, and I'll give you, I, I'll give you kind of a, a roundabout example of something that you know. Um, I've not always been the most fine, upstanding person in the world, and um, back back when I was in college and I was working my way through college, I you know we all end up. I was I don't know why I was telling my daughter about being a busboy at Shoney's. I have no idea why I was telling her about that. Uh, maybe to try to give her some perspective. Uh, but I would always have two of those crappy-ass jobs that I worked about 20 hours a week on, uh, so I didn't have to put up with crap. And, yeah, I probably quit one of those 20-hour-a-week jobs uh, once every two or three months. And, just, and then, like, well, I'll pick up a couple extra shifts over here, find another, you know. I would do that just because I just, didn't like because I had because I, I had a bad experience where um, uh, somebody really treated me badly when I was in one of those service places and I had no choice but to suck up and take it. Yeah. Um, nobody has to suck up and take it anymore. I, I, I actually I was at a uh, I was at a Panera Bread last night and um, one of the people that that was behind the counter uh, screamed an f bomb and then said I quit and just walked out. Got it. <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, if, if you're worried, if, if you're truly worried about living check to check, and you know, you're truly worried about you're 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 gonna think it, and then you're gonna go find another job and just not show up anymore. You're not just gonna you know throw the throw the rag down and and walk out. Well, yeah, I, I just yeah. So I I, I don't I, and I don't know if all of that shows up in the numbers, but some of it is. Just because, again, because, and, and you, another thing is you see, uh, help wanted signs everywhere. Yeah. I mean, and, and you mentioned the trucker thing. Um, you know, I, you know, I drive back and 
right now I'm in a different part of the country, but normally I'm driving back and forth to, you know, Indiana on a pretty regular basis and stopping at one of the big truck stops on the way. And, you know, you can't, you can't walk up to a urinal without seeing a little sign trying to hire somebody away from another trucking company. Yeah, I, and if if you work for the trucking company and you, you have a little problem and you you call your boss and your boss says, well, you got to figure that one out. I'm not going to figure it out for you. Um, you're going to go find a boss that's going to treat you a little bit better. I don't disagree. I just I'm going to say yeah. when I look at I, I really wish I knew the the answer. One of the things that's uh, kind of messing with my head here is our our favorite Thai restaurant in uh, in uh, Orland. Order and I go all the time. People are terrific to own it. Well, they had a a cook. They were paying like you know ten or eleven. This is two three years ago. Well, of course, then this all this happens, and they 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 mm-hmm. said, well, geez, we just gave him a raise up to like you know fourteen. And the guys the guys pumping out God knows how many dinners an hour, right? And uh, I'm like, really? I mean, I'm not going to say anything. I'm none of my business. Uh, and now they still, I think they got some guy part time, but they're they're doing the cooking of the family, and you know they're terrific. Mm-hmm. I wonder if. If they if they lob one out there with the going rate now for a cook is probably twenty two or something, if all of a sudden they put that out there, would somebody show up, or or, or the fact that they can't get somebody at fourteen means they can't get anybody. I you know I don't, but I don't know the answer. I guess it's I mean I no you gotta you, you gotta step up what you're paying people. That's for darn sure. I mean it, it's uh, that that yeah. the, you know people have not gotten a raise. In so long, and, and people are—I mean, people are very used to now. Like I say, when at, at Pullman, uh, you could make—if you worked some overtime—you could make twenty grand on the line in 1977, mm-hmm. and the chairman made two fifty. So he made roughly, you know, fifteen times more than uh, than twelve to fifteen times more than a a solid worker. Well, now you know the same guy on the line is making, you know. 35 and the chairman's making you know two mil everybody's yeah. got everybody's gotten really used to that and now all of a sudden this is really that that whole formula has been really upset in the last three years because the guy in the bottom saying i need more and the guy in the top says yeah but i'm i'm worth this <laughs> okay <laughs> well well, well there, there's not enough scratch for both i don't think you know it's, it's a question of fighting over who gets what and yeah, I, and a little guy, for 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 once, I think is getting maybe a little little more of his share. It appears. Now I'm not, you know, a total socialist. On I'm not. I mean, but right, I mean, the whole the whole Chinese deal and overseeing and everything. All it really did was was make the supply, you know, here get bigger and bigger and bigger versus the demand. All of a sudden, the demand's coming back, and the, you can't create twenty year old people that quickly, right? I mean, you know, it's hard to do. It takes twenty years. So. Yeah. But I just, I mean, I look at the whole numbers, and the numbers, the numbers just seem to me that, hey, pay up. You know, I mean, I. The numbers, the numbers say pay up or come up with an alternative. And, yeah. And you and I, you and I have had quite the debate about me, uh, ordering my McDonald's from the kiosk and putting somebody out of work. Well, yeah, I, I. But, but, the automation, but that, that's just kind of another, we're, they're all different types of aspects to this. Well, and you know, one of them is automating some of the things that couldn't be automated, you know, a hundred years ago. The problem now is if you if you and I'll go back to the N95 guy. If you're trying to automate um, the process that it takes for him to create and ship out those masks, 
Um, I'll bet you if they're, you know, turning the machines back on that, that a couple of things need to be replaced and finding whatever needs to be replaced, uh, it, you, you just can't, it, there's, a, it, there's all kinds of kinks in the system that, that make it more difficult to, you know, have a great idea and be an entrepreneur and, you know, provide a service and make money off of it. But, you know, if we lose that, though, that that's what we're we have. We're in a lot of trouble. That's what sets us apart from virtually anybody. It does. So, so I got an email yeah, from it, a, it a listener over in England was saying that their uh, utility rates are up eighty percent like this year, yeah. and gas is ten bucks a gallon. It's, yeah. it, it's I, just, I, I was over there doing field research for us. <laughs> really? <laughs> it, and and um, you know, back in the fall, and every other petrol station to use the correct. Um, terminology seemed to have yellow tape. Uh, if they, so you didn't pull in and go, oh crap, they're out of gas. They would have yellow tape around all of the area that you'd pull in to get gas. If they were out of it. And on my ride from, you know, whatever part of London I was staying into the airport with my Uber driver, uh, you know, we came across several of those when I was leaving. And the Uber guy drove an electric car, and he said the government wants us to drive electric cars. They were allowing that one to happen. Um, yeah, except now they you allow stuff like that to happen. You don't think about all the the ancillary stuff. Like it suddenly becomes more expensive for my diet cokes to make it within a hundred yards of where I am. Uh, by the way, if you are in, before I forget, if you are, do you have any free time in Philly? Uh, very little. Where it's, I'm on a, uh, I'm on a college, uh, not for me. Uh, my, my oldest is a rising senior, and we are touring colleges together this week. If I could make a suggestion, uh huh. You and the senior wander down uh-huh. to the, wander down to the river, hop the water taxi across the river, and tour the battleship New Jersey. You'll never forget it. Oh, we drove by that yesterday. That's so funny. Um, you'll she, never she, forget she it. Even, she even brought it up. She was like, um, "That's kind of cool. What is that?" And I said, "Well, they've got a pretty nice navy presence there." Well, if you if you, um, if you take the water taxi, they take you by the what's the Constitution. There's a couple other old ships that are there too that you yeah. get kind of the tour coming back. But wandering around that, that battleship is really something. She'll never forget it. Neither will you. Don't well, take we did one of those. We may have time to do that. I got to check our tight schedule here. Um, but we did that once out in San Francisco, or out in San Diego. It wasn't an older one, but it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean the uh, the well, yeah, they actually bring you in the turret. It's pretty cool, mm-hmm. and it's it's like <laughs> the turret has like seventeen inches of armor around it. So you either you mm-hmm. get the feeling that I either am in the safest place on this ship or I'm in a tomb, <laughs> one or one or the other, <laughs> and there's like. There's like 30 people in the turret, all with like a knob of some kind that they're controlling. It's unbelievable. I can only imagine what it, what it would smell like in there, in the middle of ballot, ballot, uh, you know, in the South Pacific, in the middle of a ba- battle when it's 90 degrees and there's 30 guys in there wondering if they're going to get killed in the next second. I mean, it's 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 really something. And uh, uh, you know, you just walk up and down the deck and you go, "Wow!" I mean, where where was this ship and what did it do? And you, it's almost like the I thought cool. you were. I thought you were going to talk about how freaking hot it had to have been in there. It was hot. Oh, I can only thought. Remember uh, the 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 play slash movie, Mister Roberts, where one of the big uh, 
one of the big disputes is that the guys want to work without wearing a shirt, and the captain throws a complete fit about people not wearing shirts. Yeah, like, well, dude, come on. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, yeah, but, it's, it, but then you can, when you're done, you can just wander around. The er- there's areas you can wander around. I damn near got lost. I couldn't. I couldn't find my way out. But you, you go by the laundromat. You go by the cleaners. You go by the mess. It's unbelievable all the stuff. I mean, when you got you got twenty five hundred people on the thing eating three times a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 really it's it's a it's a city with it's a guns. Floating city, man. Yeah, it's yeah. a. You know, if you get it, you get a chance. You should you should definitely do that. Wait, we get back from break. Let's uh, walk us through what what the economic. I mean, you hear the, you know some of the knuckleheads that come in from uh, the guy from the New York Times and the guy from Wharton. What, what is what do the economic world think of what's happening right now? I mean, it's it's got to be something that we've never really seen before. I mean, you can go through uh, you know Friedman's uh, history of the United States and monetary history. This is this is unique, um, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, but when we come back, mm-hmm. like, you can explain what what is, what is your profession, the PhDs actually think of all this mess because it's and, and, and the market and uh, the things that have not I mean, you, plus I need to talk to you about the VIX and I was talking to a guy in a, in a club last week and he said the VIX product is somewhat dying because it was it was sold to a lot of people they didn't do that, the exchanges but people t- sold it as uh, as a hedge against a down market and it turns out it hasn't been It's it's gotten elevated but it hasn't it has oh, I want to. T- I want to talk about that first. Yes, absolutely. We can, so SP futures. I, whatever you say when we come back from break, I'm I'm going to steer you right toward that. Okay, fair enough. SP futures down 58. SP futures down 193. Be right back. How much confidence do you have that your investments will make you wealthy? Do you truly know the odds? Welcome to Luckbox, the control freak's guide to life, money, and probability. Luckbox shows you how to factor in the likelihood of success before you commit to an investment or any other life decision. Your brain is smarter than your gut, and that's why you owe it to yourself to read Luckbox. We've made it easy because Luckbox is free for one year at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Each new issue dives deep into the current investing climate, separates the signal from the noise with timely, actionable trading ideas and equips you with savvy investing tactics you don't already know all while exploring how to live your best life through music spirits food sports travel fitness and a whole lot more luckbox is the essential magazine for proactive investors who are hell-bent on controlling their financial futures it's for overachievers and alpha types who don't buy into wall street's investment gurus it's for mavericks who believe in life luxury and the pursuit of happiness it's for you smart investors don't bet on possibilities they play the probabilities luckbox is 7.99 on newsstands, but you can subscribe for 10 free digital issues at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Don't rely on luck. Get luckbox at luckboxmagazine.com slash jocks. Hello, this is Tom Howell, the Chief. We've talked a lot on the show about risk and suitability, about how your portfolio should match your age, income, and risk appetite. It's been hard for investors to maintain that suitability in the last several years due to a Fed strategy that has driven interest rates to virtually zero. You may have even heard that the Fed was trying to drive conservative investors to a riskier portfolio on purpose, for whatever reason. I'm sure you are aware of investors that took some increased risk, such as longer-term fixed-income securities, and are now unhappy with that choice. PTI, we've always stressed total portfolio risk awareness and tried to minimize chasing returns in a tough environment. Well, now it looks like maybe interest rates are moving more towards historical levels. Everyone needs to be aware of what that continued movement might do to your portfolio, both good and bad. We also have a stock market that seems to have stalled, at least for the short term. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com. 
Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate, this summer could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates and a good inventory make adding bricks and mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You can reach me at Audrey Johnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Stocks, jocks, and jocks. Stocks and jocks. You are out of control. Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. Lord Wolf, it's Tyson Jacks. I'm Tom Howell. I'm at Burn on the Board. SP Futures down 62. NASDAQ Futures down 200. We were down 50-something. Then we were only down 40. It looked like we might actually be rallying a little bit. Now uh, heading the other way, unfortunately. Dow down 418. It gotten back to almost uh, down only 300. Only 300. So now we're we're back, uh, I'm going to say, probably two-thirds of yesterday, um, which is kind of a shame. Well, yeah, well, I'll tell you where we were yesterday. That was up 641, so that's about two-thirds. S&P... Uh, down 89 and we're down uh, 60 so roughly two-thirds nasdaq was up 270 and now we're down uh 200 so uh, it's, we're doing a fibonacci thing even though he's dead it has been for a while a uh, dex down 279 2.1 percent footsie down 95 1.3 kick around down 111 1.9 percent so uh sell off across the board there same way with asia uk down 96.4 percent shanghai down 39 1.2 but hang sang whack whack uh, down 551, 2.6, uh, with oil dropping, uh, tech shares in Hong Kong down, oil's dropping like 4%. Just waiting to see it go down a little bit. Actually, the station by us, Matt, mm-hmm. um, who prides himself in being the most expensive, got to 689, he's down to 635. So wow. I huh. guess that's, uh, he's, he's leading the way on the way down. He's leading Ten, something. Yeah, he's, he's leading something. 10 year treasury down 12 basis points, 3.18. One down 11 base points, 1.64. Uh, Japan up 19 to 0.43, and Russell's going to explain that to us when he's done with the VIX. Uh, we've got oil, like I say, down a bunch. Down 584, that's 5%, 103.68. Rent down 550, 109.15. Natural gas down a dime to 670, so way down from the 9 plus it was. Arbob down 9 cents, 370. So gas should be 450, 440, and it's clearly not. It's a dollar plus more than that in most places. So I suspect that'll be coming down pretty fast. Uh, gold up 450, 1843. Silver down 23 cents, 2153. Copper down 12 cents, 391. And we have the Bitcoin down 610, 20,442. And also we're going to ask, uh, Russell what he sees about the correlation between that and the, and the market. Is it just accidental or is it real? Matt, what do you got for us, Trevi Weather Sports? Yeah, good morning. It's currently 7.35 a.m. on Wednesday, June 22nd, 2022. In sports, yesterday, MLB, Cubs at Pirates. Pirates win 7-1. White Sox take Blue Jays on at home. Sox win 7-6. Diamondbacks at Padres. Padres win 3-2-2. In hockey, Stanley Cup final tonight. Game four tonight, uh, Avalanche versus Lightning. Avalanche leads so far in the series 2-2-1. Now for weather in Chicago, uh, it's currently mostly cloudy. 81 degrees, a high of 91, and a low of 69. In Phoenix, same, mostly cloudy, uh, with different temperatures, though. 86 degrees currently, a high of 104, and a low of 86. 
Now for traffic in Chicago. Traffic eastbound on Eisenhower between Wolf Road and uh, Damon Avenue. Uh, keep in mind an accident before California Avenue uh, and exit 27B. Uh, traffic westbound on Eisenhower between Holman Avenue and 1st Avenue. Traffic eastbound on the Kennedy between Cumberland Avenue and West Fullerton Avenue. Traffic westbound on the Kennedy between West North Avenue and North Nagel Avenue. Traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between 51st Street and the Jane Byrne Interchange. Traffic northbound on the Stevenson between Harlem Avenue and South Ketsey Avenue. Traffic southbound Stevenson between South Damon and Route 171. That traffic was caused by an accident earlier, uh, but now it's clearing up a little bit. Uh, traffic northbound on the Lakeshore between East 18th Drive and East Jackson Drive. That's all we got, Chief. Back to you. We have uh, uh, they've decided uh, the president, uh, uh, they're talking about not having t- gas taxes for three months. They waited until the gas prices are going down, and now they're going to do that. They're so far behind. All right, Russell, you got all kinds of stuff. I was having the exact same thought of when I heard that that was a possibility. It's uh, is is it the whole is the whole problem with this infrastructure stuff that the gas tax is either mismanaged or doesn't match up to how much they need for maintenance on these roads? So we have a, a bill on top of the regular gas tax, which is supposed to do that. So now we're going to get rid of the gas tax and just put that on everybody's tab as well as everybody else's tab just keeps getting bigger and bigger anyway talk about the vix talk about the vix well okay so uh, you know the first off the, the the marketing behind vix is portfolio protection um you know that that just comes from i i i would almost blame the guys on cnbc on that one because when we have a bad day in the s&p 500 uh, the, the the next thing that that one of those guys is going to say, and VIX is up ten, twenty, thirty percent, which uh, you know a, a lot of uh, pseudo smart individuals will say. Well, heck, I really wish I had owned VIX before today. Well, first off, you wouldn't be able to benefit from the full move in VIX because the, you, you have to use futures or an ETC that don't move in line with VIX. And I think a lot of people have discovered that uh, on the professional side, more more entities. Uh, professionally, will will use VIX to take advantage of implied volatility being overpriced, and those guys have stuck with the market in this whole cycle. Which I think, uh, typically, when we have a volatility event like back in 2018, um, you can see in the data that speculative hedge fund type traders that use VIX futures will go from net short to net long VIX. They have stayed net short VIX through this whole thing, which means there's been, you know, more of a supply than, than we're used to. And that's kind of squashed the way that you would benefit from a spike in VIX, uh, as some sort of portfolio or tail risk protection. But to get VIX to really do, uh, what you want it to do, if you, you know, if you put a half a percent of your portfolio into VIX to, uh, into a VIX derivative to try to hedge yourself a little bit, there has to be a surprise component to it, you know, or or true uncertainty around what's going on. March 2020, lots of uncertainty. Are we all going to be in our houses for the next, you know, year and a half? Uh, if, I bet you if somebody said March 2020, we're still going to be dealing with masks and lockdowns uh, for over a year that people would have said you had three heads. Oh, yeah. Well, um, remember uh, last year at this time? It was last year, right, Russell, that, that somebody bought the what was the $45 million trade. How many 
of the VIX, like, was it the 40, 40, 60 call spreads they bought in November? It was, it was, and, uh, that, those things would never have paid off. We've gotten, we've nowhere gotten near 40. Well, they, they would have paid, you know, the, the thing is, if you buy a call spread, and, and I just wrote something for NASDAQ that's going to go up this morning that, that talks about the same thing with index options, where a bunch of people bought way out of the money, uh, call spreads last Friday, and they actually had an unrealized profit because of what the market did yesterday. Um, so the same thing can happen with that, where you do get a move up to like the mid 30s on the futures that correspond with those options, and the 40 call goes up more than the 60 call. Right. Oh yeah. But I, mean, right. I don't think so, they. So, I don't think those guys right. made a dime. So we, but we never got into that range, and everybody is absolutely fixated. On we're not going to have a true bottom until VIX tops forty. Well, I don't agree with that. Uh, first off, we haven't had a stair step sell off, a non volatile sell off like we're having, uh, at least in my recollection since I started following VIX. So the fact that there hasn't been a real scary, shocking day or week, you know, we lost five percent the last two weeks. Um, and VIX is still like in the, you know, it's still got a, a, it's still in the low 30s. Well, that's because a lot of people know that we've got a lot of issues in front of the market. A lot of people have stepped up already and have their hedges on. And what it takes to push VIX up is you know, market participants panicking about what's going on in the stock market and overpaying for S&P 500 index puts. Uh, which would drive VIX higher. Uh, you don't have to do that if you kind of prepared yourself for market action and you've already put hedges on. So the lack of panic in the hedges is what's keeping VIX at relatively low level. Well, uh, and then I've got, a, I've got another theory on this one that I brought up at um, the EQ Derivatives Global Conference, and everybody I brought it up out of nowhere, and everybody on stage looked at me like I had three heads, but then a couple of people have come to me afterwards and said, I think you might have had a point there. That's why I got all fired up about VIX. And here's, here's what I, another thing that I think may be impacting spot VIX. We've got S&P 500 index options expiring every single day of the week now. VIX is calculated using only two expirations. You know, the Friday that just before a 30-day time frame and a Friday that's just after a 30-day time frame. Well, if you're, if you're fixated on PPI or CPI, which is something we talk about because it comes out, but they come out when I'm usually on here. If you're fixated on the next, you know, CPI number and it's in a couple of Wednesdays, I don't know when it is. I'm using it as a hypothetical, but you're fixated on that. You're going to use options that expire on that Wednesday. And that hedging activity is not going to go directly into the measure of X. Well, so I think I think having so many more explorations has watered down VIX as well. And I, I, I it's more of I haven't gotten no you're wrong. I've gotten more of um, no I don't think that, but I haven't really thought about that. I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say work, I'm working on something to try to prove that. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to agree and disagree. Uh, okay. I'm going to the agreement part. Is, well, the disagree part is I, I think the VIX is is a very solid uh, right now calculation of where the market is going out. 
because you know you don't get. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I haven't been able to do any like time spreads, but it's not like the uh, the September uh, calls or puts are a are a are a twenty vowel, and ne- and next week is a thirty. I mean, they're it's pretty much even all the way out. I mean, people are not expecting this this level of market activity, one and two and three percent moves, to to die down anytime soon, um, is what I'm seeing. But now, what you're talking about is these numbers. I used to do this all the time in the individual stacks, not so much anymore since they move so damn much. Uh, I used to do earnings plays where, you know, you all of a sudden earnings are coming out tomorrow and this week's volatility is, you know, 300 and next week's is 130 or something because, but, but you, people are using the weeklies and now all the, the couple of times a week or more, more than that. These the CPI numbers, I'm treating them almost like an earnings play on the whole market. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think um, anything that might have inflation and in I mean, not including the employment number that has you know the average hourly earnings and things like that in it as well. Um, those uh, you're you're seeing bumps in SPX implied volatility on the options that expire those days. But you know what's weird, Russell? But, that, but, that, but again, that if if you've got the ability, if you're if you're worried about the stock market in in July. And you decide that there are two or three potential catalysts, and they're all economic numbers. So we're going to say they're like uh, earnings announcements for the overall market. Uh, and you, you, you know, you, you want to have some protection on. You're probably going to look at options that expire on days of those economic numbers if you're really being strategic. Oh yeah. Uh, or or you know when one of the big components in the Nasdaq has uh, an earnings announcement, you're going to. You know, you're 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 going to think about hedging because that would have such a big impact on a technology portfolio. Um, so you're you're going to pinpoint you know, or be very strategic with your hedging, and when you have the opportunity to be strategic in your hedging, uh, you can <clears throat> spread it out out over a bunch of different days. And by spreading it out over a bunch of different days, you're not it's not going to have it's going to be more of a watered down impact on the VIX calculation. It's just got to be. Well, you know, it's weird. Uh, Russell, and I don't know why this, if we're just A, being lucky, do you feel lucky, uh, today? Uh, I mean, something's, I mean, you look at the carnage that's been in the, in the NASDAQ, it's down, what, almost 30%. Uh, yeah. yet individual stocks are down, you know, 50, 60, 70, 80. But you don't, but you know, what's kind of strange to me, and like I said, well, I don't know if it's luck or whatever. I mean, we've had this huge carnage in, uh, you keep using that word, in Netflix. You know, it's 600 and some dollars to 200. Oh, it's not even 200. It's, uh, mm-hmm. where the hell is it? It's, uh, uh, I'll find it here someplace. Um, it's right in front of my eyeballs. Anyway, uh, it's now, it's 167. All right, so we've got a disaster in Facebook, now Meta. They, mm-hmm. none of them have happened, or, or Palantir, or, Snow or all these 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 stocks that everybody was all over are now a shadow of them former selves, right? I don't think any two of those disasters ever happened on the same day. Mm-hmm. I mean, if all of a sudden the same day that Netflix went down, you know, three hundred dollars or whatever the hell it went down, if 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 Meta and Palantir and Snow, if it would all been the same day, we haven't had our our seven percent down day or eight percent. Maybe we don't. Maybe we won't. I hope we won't. Because I can't imagine a market fabric hanging in there on that one, but it, it's it's been so scattered on individual stocks that you can have a, you could have a portfolio that's down, um, you know, sixty percent 
and 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 you and you and basically, you know, it's been crammed with a sundown chain. And you look and you go, God, the market seems pretty calm compared compared to what's happened to my portfolio. Nvidia, or or, or MicroStrategy, a thousand to what, one fifty? I mean, good lord! But yet, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't seem like there's ever been a Tuesday where five of these happen on the same day. And, and maybe maybe that's one of the reasons that we haven't really the market hasn't panicked. But you know, one of the strategies, Russell, that I you know one of the places I, I do business with. Um, one of their strategies, and it worked for you know friggin' a decade. Uh, one of the strategies was, especially in the Nasdaq stocks, to pick out the highest flyers, the fangs or whatever it was, and you you pick those stocks, and they were going to be the best of the bunch. And if you were concerned about the market itself, or you concerned about Ukraine, or you know an asteroid hitting New York or whatever, you bought puts in the in the queues. To, to hedge it, even though it's kind of a sloppy hedge, because you know you're, mm-hmm. you're not getting all the stocks. And I'm going to say that worked out for months and months and years and years, because those stocks, you know, the, the high end stocks, the, the the snows, those kinds of things, they did spectacularly well. And even when the actual, there have been times where the queues went down, so you made money on on your puts, and you continue to make money on your stocks. Well, in the last 12 months. That has totally fallen away. I, I know. I know people that have they have, they have Netflix, oh, yeah. they have Facebook, they've got Nvidia, Apple in their portfolios, and had and had been hedged it with QQQ puts, and they've been annihilated because the puts got you a little bit, not much, and over a period of time, not enough. Yeah. Not enough and the other stuff is is down and it's it's out. I mean, I I don't see Netflix coming back here to you. I mean, to six hundred anytime. Any, maybe in your daughter's lifetime, but I don't know about in ours. You know, I'm just saying. I don't, I don't think that's anything bad about stock. It might actually be a buyer, but I mean, we, we've seen all the stuff that worked in the last six, seven years, all of a sudden not work. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. There's uh, there's definitely been a. Uh, I, have you ever heard that terrible phrase, the stock pickers market? That that makes absolutely no sense to me. But whatever. I mean, I know, but you heard all day long. Have you ever, I mean, that is. It, you could almost apply that to, to where we're at right now. Well, I mean, it's it's actually very yeah. similar to uh, to two thousand. Yeah. Uh, the, oh yeah. Because uh, well. I was still trading the OEX, and the OEX was not even the S and P five hundred was a top one hundred stocks. So uh-huh. we we heard about all these stocks and saw them on CNBC. We're sitting there watching it while we're in the pit, and you know some company come up there and it was trading like two fifty or something. With a big sign in a building and somebody'd crack, I bet they had to go out and rent the sign. That's not really their building, <laughs> that kind of thing. And all of a sudden, all that stuff absolutely got obliterated. The OEX was down some; it was a bear market, but it was nothing uh-huh. like the Qs went from what one twenty to twenty two or something. When the OEX went down, what did we we got fifteen percent, eighteen? It was a, it was a it was a bear market, but it was we're, there was never we never had that kind of movement. And the same thing sort of happening now. I mean, you're. Your your Dow and your S and P five hundred is down, but it's not it's not down like if you own Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. You're not even close. No, no, not at all. All right, we don't have that much time. What what is your feel on the what is the connection here with all the people that have found a way to borrow money on this on this? Uh, I'll, I'll say Bitcoin because it's the biggest one. Mm-hmm. If this thing goes to ten thousand and people start losing money on these loans, which they probably already have, is that is that a market mover or, or, or no? Or how much of one if it is? I'm, oh God. <laughs> I, I, 
you got me stumped. Where's where's the money coming from? <laughs> well, let me ask yeah, you. A basic question: When when somebody comes to PTI, which they rarely do, we don't really have this many doing these kinds of clients. Nothing wrong with these kinds of clients. I'm saying we really don't get somebody calling up. Hey Tom, hey Dan, I'm opening up an account, buying a thousand shares of uh, an IBM, and like, what's the minimum I have to send you? You know, if we want fifty percent or more. We don't, we don't have any of those kinds of people. I mean, we might, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I, we never have. We just don't attract it. It's not that you couldn't do it here; you could. Uh, but uh, the, uh, the the idea, but it's very easy. If somebody did RBC or IB, whichever account you had with us, we have two clearing firms. They would, they could go to a bank, right? And they would, what's the word? Uh, uh, what's a big long word they use? Uh, hypothecate, right? The securities to the bank, and they can in RBC uh, can borrow money from them and cover it because these are Fed numbers. It's all, mm-hmm. and, and these are stocks that people. And if it gets down to thirty percent of value, you got to pony up more money or sell some. Blah blah blah. All right. So if if I go to one of these places and put in a hundred grand in, in Bitcoin and want to send somebody a check for fifty, who's who's giving that loan? Who, first of all, who's who's saying what the margin? Could be, should be. Obviously, not the Fed's not involved. I mean, and where the hell? I don't think they're going to uh, Harris Bank or, or Chase to get that loan. Where are they getting the dough? You have any idea? Mm, maybe the broker. Well, I mean, Coinbase doesn't have I, that kind of money. I, I no. I well, that, I mean, they're may they don't have that money, but. They've borrowed it from somewhere and then been able to turn around and allow people to leverage up the way they do. That that's my assumption, but also I think there's a Ponzi scheme issue around it as well. well but I mean, where but, but you I, let you let people, you know, say that they've got, you know, leverage or borrowed real money against um, what they they you know the, what they have deposited with you. But I think uh, a lot of that money just might be other people's deposits that they're turning around and sending out to people, and now it's completely catching up with them. Can, can you do uh, that? I mean, and it's—I mean, it's catching up with them in a way that people are disappearing. You know, like uh, people are just ghosting their clients. Um, and and I, what I never, you know, and these, these are a lot of the people that are doing these things. They're early twenties and never really, you know, don't understand. Uh, that you just don't open up a business and people show up and you make a profit. You actually have to, you know, control your risks and, and everything else that's involved with running a business, and they're not doing that. They just assume that, um, much like you know, buy Bitcoin and it's going to go up, well, why is it going to go up? You know, you ask well, one of these folks that, they can't give you a good answer. But I don't think, as big as, yeah. as, big as IB and RBC are, there's uh-huh. no, there's no way on earth. I'll bet the 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 margin borrowing at IB on a big day is is, mm-hmm. is twenty times their capital, and, and they go to mm-hmm. a bank with it, and the, and the stuff they're borrowing against is is good is good give up. I don't see how mm-hmm. the hell, uh, you know, the Coinbase. I mean, what about the guys? Was it FTX with the name on the umpires' uniforms? I mean, it, they, that's what their shtick is. They they'll borrow money for people mm-hmm. for these these. I I don't know. I don't see them going to a bank with that. Maybe they do. That's what I'm asking. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I don't. I, I think they're, um, you know, paying it out of their own, uh, of the money that's coming in and making an assumption that they're going to get covered by the price of everything going up. Wow. That's what I, I mean, that, that's what I think. There was a, there was a crypto firm down in South Florida 
that uh, is has basically disappeared on a lot of people that was doing the kind of lending that, that we've been talking about on here, and it resonated with me for two reasons. Um, one, because we have talked about this, and you've said over and over again what could go wrong, and now we're seeing what's going wrong. Uh, but the other part of it is the person that was like their, the, you know, the, the chief lending officer or, or whatever who was in charge of figuring out who they should be lending out to, um, she's one year out of college, and the only other job she seems to have had is making some porn. Uh, and now she's and now she's engaged to the CEO of this crypto firm. <laughs> Moving on up. Uh, yeah. There's a will, there's a <laughs> although, although I was like, you know, I, I read about it, and then I was cyber stalking her a little bit, um, and um, lo and behold, they, you know, she's engaged to the CEO of the firm that she works with. Lo and behold, they've taken their registry page down. Are they still getting married? Or, you know, were, were they getting so much abuse there that they decided to take it down? I, oh, God. I, I'm, I'm digging around trying to remember, uh, trying to remember what the name of this person is. I don't see I, how. I spent about seven minutes on it. I don't see how when, you, when you're in that, you're in that, in that business, that's why. And PTI is not huge, but clearing firms would always want us because we always had a debit balance. I mean, most firms have a credit balance. You weren't, right? lever- you weren't leveraging yourselves up, right? So we, we we actually would bring cash to the table, but I don't, I don't mm-hmm. see how the 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 cash of the the Bitcoin people even remotely covers the the, the people who want to borrow against it. I mean, I oh, I, I assume that you're you, that 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 you know the traditional finances is one of the ways that they feel like they can get exposure to that industry. And now that that industry has completely fallen apart, um, they're trying to figure out how to quickly get their money back or protect themselves the best that they can. What, how does uh, one of our attorney buddies told me last week they have a client that uh, they got five, they thought they had five million of Bitcoin and somehow got hacked. Somebody, whether somebody got their password, who the hell knows. But um, how, how is it? I don't I was mentioned this to Kevin earlier. I'll ask you the same question. How is it that if, if that's you or me, first of all, God, I would hope we would never be, let that happen, but if we did, you call the FBI and they go, they try and call Bitcoin, there is nobody there. I mean, how... how yeah, there's no Bitcoin to call. How, how does... How does that's, a, that's, that's the big issue, is, um, you know, it's... I, you know, let's say I'm, you know, in... I don't want to disparage a country... Um, oh yeah, you know what? Let's just say that I happen to I happen to go back to Shanghai for some reason, and um, somebody comes along. You know, I I go down to the lobby to to do my thing to talk to you, and I go back upstairs, and all my stuff is disappeared out of my hotel room. Um, you know, if you know the the two entities that may help me might be the Chinese police and the hotel, and if none of them are going to help me whatsoever, I'm SOL. Oh yeah. You know, I, and the best thing that could probably happen is I go, let's say my passport got stolen. Um, you know, it, the best thing I can do is go to the U.S. Embassy and uh, the, they're going to help me get home. They may, I think they may even charge to help me get home. Um, but that's about it. You know, that, that, that's really about it. Um, it's the same thing with Bitcoin. You know, who, you know, there might be one entity that could possibly help you out, but most likely not. Well, you know, I mean, your, broker, I, your broker's got no repercussion. You can't go complain to the SEC. There, there's, there's just nothing. And 
and I know we're almost out of time, but the, the, again, the consulting firm I work for, we do an outreach in the first quarter of every year. The biggest concern that institutions have about crypto is what we just talked about. It's the lack of regulation. Well, lack of any sort of rules. I mean, right, right. You, so you, lack of a regulatory yeah. framework that gives them confidence to be involved in that market. Well, hey, enjoy yourself. If you can't, can't go over, you will not be disappointed. Uh, huh? Get in the turd. Tell me a picture of you right next to the big gun. Be cool. SP, SP Futures down 53. SP Futures down 166. By the way, I'm very jealous of your travel. I'm glad you survived the tornado stuff. I would have, I would have missed you. I'll be back tomorrow. Stocks and Jacks. Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to PTISecurities.com. PTI Pro Direct. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at PTIProDirect.com. Nadex. Offering an intuitive way to trade the financial markets. Visit Nadex.com. Home Source Realty. Call Audrey Johnson at 708-349-3456. Hamzi Analytics. Listen to Fari Hamzi every other Thursday and visit HamziAnalytics.com. Cairo Med. Back or neck pain? Schedule a complimentary consultation by calling 708-403-2727. DAX Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968. So that's that's it then. No one else really knows anything.